following podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the co-hosts are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Smack and Raw podcast episode 109. I am your host, the warden, Matt Ritter. I am here with my co-host, Sir Cusselot Travis Pointer, a.k.a. Big T, a.k.a. Sweet T, a.k.a. Black Merlin, a.k.a. The Dragon King, a.k.a. T-Money, a.k.a. the HNIC. Yeah, I didn't do it in the order you like, but I did them all. You got them all in. That's what matters. What's happening, y'all? How you doing, Travis? I am just spiffy, sir. How was your Labor Day weekend? <sighs> Busy, but profitable. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask anyway. Did you watch any wrestling this weekend? Over the weekend? Yeah, like AEW All Out or NXT TakeOver Cardiff. Or apparently, I know that you didn't watch this, but there was a New Japan's Royal... Uh, Royal oh, wow, I can't say that. Royal Quest. That happened? Yeah. All those things happened? All those things happened. Damn. Yeah, on the same day. That's a lot on one day. Yeah, I watched two of those three things. I'm guessing the New Japan is what you didn't watch. You are a smart man. I like to think so. <clears throat> um, TakeOver Cardiff was cool for NXT UK. Uh, Cesaro went out there and showed out. And then uh, Chris Jericho is the first ever AEW champion. I did hear about that. And then he lost the belt. That's how I heard about that. Which is the beginning of our news and rumors. So apparently Chris Jericho got into a limo to go to a Longhorn Steakhouse. And had the belt in the limo with him. I guess he took the wrong luggage, so he sent the limo back to get his luggage. And when the limo came back uh, with his luggage and dropping the old one off, the belt was no longer in the limo while he was eating and drinking at the Longhorn Steakhouse. So he filed a police report. Uh, somebody stole the AEW title. They're now making this kind of like an angle, but I guess it really did happen, and there is a real police report. Uh, with him sitting in a hot tub drinking bubbly and telling people that he's going to track down and find the person and put a bounty on their head and so on and so forth. But yeah, no. He had been champion for about a day and already lost his fucking title. It's one of those great mysteries right up there with what happened to that Brahma Bull belt. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, disappeared. Where the fuck did the belt go? You and I were actually talking about this right before we came on air. Um, a lot of controversy around all the time. Yeah, well, uh, a lot of controversy along with AEW around Nyla Rose winning the Women's Battle Royal and becoming the one of the number one contenders for the first ever AEW Women's Championship because she is trans. Um, we're not going to talk about what exactly we were talking about. That's handled. Um, but here's the thing people online saying that she has an unfair advantage <laughs> in the women's division for AEW because she is trans. Oh, man. <laughs> they know wrestling's fixed, right? Like, they know oh, the winners are decided beforehand and that it doesn't matter how big or strong or athletically gifted you are. It's who in the back decides is going to be champ. So really, and I, I made this big thread on Twitter and talked about this partially and a bunch of other shit that bothers me with wrestling Twitter. But basically, you there's no advantage that you can be given from birth or God or genetics or otherwise over anyone else in a division that is fantasy where the winners are decided. It doesn't matter. Drake Maverick can beat the big show because he was picked to like, you don't have an advantage in wrestling. Ray Mysterio can beat Kevin Nash while he's at peak Kevin Nash. I saw it happen on live television. People. Billy Kidman can beat Hulk Hogan. 
Now, the only advantage Billy Kidman was ever given was apparently he's the world's greatest salesman and the fact that he had Tori Wilson in her late teens, early 20s. That wasn't scripted. But that's the only real win Billy Kidman ever got in the wrestling business. Let me tell you that right now. Yeah. It, just, it baffles me that, you know, that is the argument people are going to make in wrestling. Like, I, I don't agree with don't the do transphobic. It. Don't do it. Don't do what? Oh, I thought you were about to go somewhere else with it. Go ahead. Never mind. No, I said, I don't agree with these people. I don't. Yeah, you can see my dogs wrestling in the background, so you get a little free live show. Um, I don't agree with these people. I don't agree with what they're doing or there's, you know, what they say and all this shit. It's ridiculous. But, like, of all things to pick, you pick a fantasy show, like a fake show, and use that for your argument baffles me and blows my mind. Yeah. Also in news and rumors, uh, Casey Catanzaro has quit the WWE. Apparently, she suffered a back injury and has decided uh, that she is no longer going to continue. She doesn't want to make it worse. Ozzy. Ozzy. Hey. Come here. Sit. So, that is going on. Um did you get to see anything from Casey Catanzaro? You watched Evolution? Well, no, she wasn't at Evolution. She was at the Royal Rumble. Oh, okay. I probably don't remember her, but Well, you know who she is, right? From American Ninja Warrior? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she suffered a back injury. She's been dating Ricochet, uh, helping him fit his fingers up his butthole. And then uh dating who? Ricochet. Who? Pew Pew Ricochet. Pretty Rick is what they call him. Yeah. Uh helping him with his butthole fingering things and uh now she's got back issues and uh, I don't blame her. I mean if I had a back injury and my whole life I've been an athlete and it suffer or I suffer hold on a second. Out out go or lay down <laughs> um if I had a back issue and like my whole life's athletics and shit, and it was bothering me, I would definitely, you know, at some point decide, you know what, as great as this is, I got to stop because I need to continue to do the things I love. So you got to take care of yourself. Last but not least, news and rumors. Uh, <laughs> it was reported that WWE was trying to re-recruit Enzo Amore and Big Cass for NXT to be the faces of NXT. Right. Uh, WWE and specifically Triple H has denied these rumors. I guess Big Cass tweeted something out and said clowns or some shit like that. Uh, I don't know where the truth is going. How would how would you feel if they brought back Enzo and Big Cass? Because here's the thing. Apparently Cass has been working out. He's got that physique that Vince McMahon likes. And whether you liked his rapping or not, whether you're a fan of hashtag consensual penis or not, uh, which I am, and everyone should be a fan of consensual penis. Unconsensual penis you should not be. But whether you're a fan of it or not, Enzo Amore was entertaining as fuck on the mic. He has great mic skills. Oh, yeah. I'm, if this were to happen, I'd be all for it. I just don't think it'll actually happen. I don't either, but I, I, I just... I would love to hear on that first episode of NXT just out of nowhere. My name is Enzo Amore. Yeah. And, yeah, the whole spiel. It'd be fun. Yeah, yeah at some point during the night, you know, somebody's cutting a promo or something, and then their music hits, and here they come. Yeah. yeah. I'd be for it. Um, that's it for news and rumors, Travis. Unless you've heard anything or you want to bring up anything, you got anything to talk about? Um, did Luchasaurus uh, have a match at AEW? Um, all he did. Out? He had a tag team match with Luke Perry's son, Jungle Boy, against uh, SCU, who you know as um, Kazarian and Christopher Daniels. Or not Kazarian. Uh, it's Christopher Daniels. Yeah, Kazarian and uh, Scorpio Sky. Hmm. I haven't so seen Christopher Daniels in a while. SoCal Uncensored. So, um, oh, 
we're going to be on Pornhub. <laughs> right after we got off air last week, Travis just sent me a screenshot of him preparing us for Pornhub, and I'm so excited to uh, have that come to fruition because it was a genius idea on my part, and it's going to be fun being a porn star. <laughs> oh man speaking of smacking around Pornhub over on Monday Night Raw we start off with a contract signing Uh, Braun and Seth are out there Michael Cole is moderating and they're going to sign a contract for their match at Clash of Champions AJ Styles doesn't like this idea so he interrupts along with the OC um Basically saying Braun doesn't deserve a title shot. He didn't earn it. AJ wants a title shot. That the OC want tag team title shots. And if no, if they're not getting their title shots, then nobody's getting a title shot. So they go in the ring. AJ grabs the contract and rips it to shreds. Um, and then, and this was my favorite part of the whole segment, Travis, Braun Strowman with his pinky finger flings a table, an entire table, Right into AJ Styles' face. Like, he yeah. hit him with the in whole the table. In the face. With a pinky. Just pinky that shit up. <laughs> like, nothing. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, so, they they all brawl. Um, Braun and Seth end up cleaning house. And then we get a tag team match. Uh, the tag champs beat the OC. Braun's attacking after the match. Uh, doing his little... <laughs> Bull charge around the ring. He knocks out uh, Gallows, and he knocks out Anderson, and then he runs through Seth accidentally because apparently he can't stop. And then down come uh, Rudolph, and it's uh, five on one. Seth tries to get back up and fails to make the save. It's For still- the uninitiated, please tell them who Rudolph is. Uh, Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Okay. Yeah. Might get some new listeners this week. They don't know. That's true. Uh, but if you are on Twitter, you've probably seen that. So, yeah, Rudolph, uh, not officially, but officially on the Smack and Raw podcast, is uh, Rudin Ziggler. How are you feeling about this whole Braun, Seth, the OC? Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of shit going on with this going into Clash of Champions. Well, it's one of those, um, as far as them being tag champs, they're clearly going to lose those tag titles because if they don't lose those tag titles and there's no story going into their match. So they're going to drop those belts and Rudolph are going to be tag champs because that's a thing now for some reason. And as far as the OC goes, I don't know what they're doing with them. I'm not a, just, you know. Do we need Braun Strowman to accidentally run over Seth Rollins. Like, do we need really any more reason for these guys to want to fight? Like, we've got the match. We understand why they're going into it. Like, do we need to, along with having the OC shit, I I don't even know AJ Styles doesn't have an opponent yet for Clash of Champions. Maybe he's added and it's a triple threat match. Like, do we really need more reason for these two to, like, have an issue when they're already dealing with – you know, the AJ and his bullshit and then the tag team champ. Like, there's a lot going on. Do we really need to add another layer to that by sowing discord between them because Braun accidentally ran Seth over? Um, I can see why they did it. It's one of those you got to have something where there's some kind of incidental contact or something where somebody can think maybe he did that on purpose, maybe not, you know. So if not, you go into this whole thing thinking uh, there's tension, but they're okay, you know. Yeah. With stuff like that happening, though, it's like maybe they're not. Also, and I didn't see it apparently on Instagram, WWE, uh, one of their social media channels posted a pre taped segment from Raw before Raw went on air and then deleted it. Uh, something with Seth and Braun. I read that Braun put Seth through a wall or something like that, but they didn't end up using it because they fucked up and posted it too early. So. Uh, did you see Cedric Alexander's interview uh, where he's attacked by the OC? Yeah, and I was – go ahead. I I got thoughts. So Cedric's backstage giving an interview about his match with Corbin tonight because he's in the King of the Ring. And then uh, 
After that, the OC pissed off about what just happened with uh, the Raw Tag Team Champs. Uh, comes through and just beats the crap out of Cedric Alexander on their way uh, back to the locker room because fuck it, why not? And like, I'm with that. I want the OC to be those guys that'll just, you know, I'm walking through, fuck this guy and beat people up. Like, be the three Southern white boys that find a black guy to beat up. Yeah, so I can hate them. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, yeah, of course those three Southern white boys find the black guy and beat him up because they're pissed off. Yep. At least they weren't wearing sheets, Travis. The worst ones don't wear sheets. They w- never mind. They wear orange. Hmm. Were you say they wear orange? No, no, that's not what I was gonna say, and I'm gonna leave it alone right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is not uh, the place for that. So, what do you got to say about Cedric? Or was that it? Oh, that was it. It was just one to point out that, you know, they had the three Southern white boys attack the black guy. Yeah. Um, and the whole point of this was they didn't want to hurt Cedric Alexander when we roll into the king of the ring. Uh, Corbin beats Cedric. Um, a lot of people have been praising Corbin during this king of the ring tournament on the internet about his in-ring work and how much better he looks and how good his matches are and as I said last week, I may not want it because fuck him for eliminating Aleister Black from the Royal Rumble, but definitely looks like instead of Drew McIntyre, Corbin is making his way to at least the finals of the King of the Ring. No, he's going to win the shit, and I don't like it. Like, I'm watching this, and I'm like, as much as I want it to be Joe, it's not going to be Joe. It's going to be fucking Corbin, and God damn it. Well, Joe versus Ricochet happened, and... uh Pretty Rick is what they call him. John Cone. Why is it always John Cone that's involved in this bullshit? You know, like whenever there's some fucked up referee shit, it's always John Cone. I don't understand it. But for whatever reason, they do a top row move. They land. Both their shoulders are on the mat. Both their hands are on each other. And John Cone's just like, well, I guess it's a pin. I have to count. And he counts them both as pinned. And then we just kind of go backstage and we're waiting and then we find out next week instead of Baron Corbin moving on with a bye, like I guess technically is what should happen. They should both be eliminated from actually know what should have happened. They should have just continued the match. Well, that's another option too, uh, but they didn't do that. So um, <laughs> Baron says, you know, they eliminated each other. He gets a bye. John Cohen says, no, the higher up say next week. King of the Ring qualifier triple threat match. I mean, this here's the thing. As dumb as it is, because it is dumb, there's one, it was a thing to like, you know, give the tournament something that, you know, something that's different. Something happened here. We're like, oh, you think you're getting one-on-one matches this whole time? Look at this. A triple threat match in the middle. You know, I don't like those matches anyway. But still, it was, you know, it, they gave them something different. I see why they did it. I don't like it, but I understand it. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, like you said, I'm pretty sure Corbin's moving on. So, kind of the way they're pushing Corbin and someone over on SmackDown kind of kills the whole tournament for me because it makes it obvious. And everyone that I thought was going to do well in the tournament has done jack shit. And, yeah, so – I. Again, I really thought this was going to be like Drew McIntyre's time on Raw, and he was going to make it to the finals, and then like a Buddy Murphy or an Andrade or an Ali or someone over on SmackDown, and we're not getting any of that shit. So we'll see. I'm, I don't know, man. It just something has to be going on with Drew. There's no way we get all these false starts with Drew for no reason. You know what I mean? No, I'm with you. I'm with you. So he's just like, yo, what's going on there? What did you do? What didn't you do? Whose dick did you stop sucking? He wasn't even on TV at all this week. Not at all. Well, I didn't see him, so I wasn't. Maybe he, I thought maybe he was on his, you know, in the match that wasn't on Hulu. But nope, he wasn't on there at all. Okay, well, shit. Did you see Rudolph versus Hawkins and Ryder? Negative. Did you see Lacey versus Natalia? Negative. Really? Uh. You saw Becky and Sasha, though, right? I did. 
so Becky cuts a promo on Sasha out in the ring. As much as I love the man, I hate when she calls people little weirdos. Like, it just takes me out of it. It kills me. I don't know why, but it bugs the shit out of me. Uh, Sasha comes out to answer. And in her, in her cadence and the way she was talking, I don't know why, but she reminded me a lot of AJ Lee. Just, if you watch it back, the inflection she put on words and the way she was speaking reminded me a lot of fucking AJ Lee. Um, challenge is laid out, and it's official. Clash of the Champions, Becky, Becky versus Sasha. Um, backstage, they asked Bailey if she's got a comment on Sasha and what's been going on. Basically, she's like, listen, we are best friends. I know she trashed us being tag team champions. I've talked to her, but that was a personal conversation. I don't want to share anything about it. I'm going to keep that to myself. Mind your business. Uh, then they asked her if she feels like she's in Becky's shadow, and she said she's not going to be in anyone's shadow, that the SmackDown Women's Championship is just as, as important as the Raw Women's Championship, and she's going to prove it. So then we get Becky and Bailey versus Cross and Bliss. Uh, mm -hmm. Sasha hits ringside to watch. And we're getting a nice little match until Banks comes in and causes a DQ. Then Banks goes and gets a chair. And as the chairwoman of the WWE, starts pounding on Becky with a chair until she's stopped by Bailey, our perennial good girl, uh, here to save the day. Except that she takes the chair away from Sasha and then also proceeds to hit Becky with a chair. Finally turning heel, finally satiating all of the fans who can't stand her because she is that goody two shoes, kid friendly character that they can't relate to. Bad Bailey. <laughs> this is one of those things I never understood the hate for her, like be for like her character or whatever, because I've seen it, but it's just like I don't see anything wrong with it. I'm interested to see what she can do as a heel. Um Looking forward to seeing where it goes. Well, we got possibly a taste of it, and I'm not sure how I feel about it, but uh, she opened up SmackDown basically explaining that, you know, no one should be surprised. She's loyal to Sasha, and loyalty is something that she wants to teach the kids um, and that she's going to teach the kids all about loyalty and not being selfish and stuff like that when she beats Charlotte at Clash of Champions. So Charlotte comes down and says, yeah, I'm selfish, but at least I'm up front about it. You know, you've been hiding this shit. Um, then Sasha comes down to, you know, back up Bailey. Charlotte attacks Bailey, and then attacks Sasha, and then Bailey comes in with the chair and delivers two of the weakest chair shots I've ever seen in my life to Charlotte. I've and seen worse. I said some of. I didn't say the worst. I know. I know. I'm just pointing out I've seen worse. Remember, uh, who was it? Uh, Briscoe? Yeah, I remember Briscoe. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I forgot who he was supposed to be, who he was hitting. I think he was hitting Stone Cold or somebody, but it was just like he barely moved the chair when he swung it. Yeah. But anyway, back to this. <laughs> Here's the thing. They keep trying to do this, and it fails every time. Trying to do what? Make Charlotte a babyface. <laughs> Are they though? See, and that's that's the thing that I saw online, and or now even, you're even or more or using Charlotte to further push Bailey as a heel is also a bad idea. Because honestly, when you beat the shit out of Charlotte, kind of makes people happy. <laughs> so it's just. Here's my thing. And I, like I said, I, I read this on the internet and everyone's like, oh, is Charlotte a baby face now? Because well, I don't think they fully made her a baby face. I think they were testing it. No, I don't think. Why can't you have two heels go at each other? Because why can't Charlotte? For. So? What do you mean so? So when okay. you have nobody to cheer for, then why watch the match? That's not true because we cheer heels now. In the WWE, there are fans who cheer heels, who enjoy heels. So my point is, why does it have to be one has to be a baby face and one has to be a heel? We Why can't there be the heel that what they do to the baby faces though? Not necessarily. You cheer heels for 
heel antics, whether it's against a baby face or anyone else. You didn't give the because they do those things to those baby faces that I don't like. You didn't give a fuck who The Rock was cutting a promo on. You cheered, you cheered The Rock because you the enjoyed Rock his promos. The Rock is not a good example of that. The Rock transcends all because he cuts promos that made him transcend all. That's different. Okay. Um, when Stone Cold was a heel, you didn't care who he was stunnering, whether it was a baby face or another bad guy, because it was a stunner and it was great. Point is... Well, the thing is, when Stone Cold turned heel, though, actually wasn't on his side until he joined the Alliance because it made him put on the same team as Booker T. But you were on his side. Because while he was, he was a heel. Team. Didn't care who he was stunnering. That's the point. Thing is, and now You didn't different. care who he was stunnering because you loved Stone Cold. Point is, people cheer heels for doing heel shit. It doesn't matter if they're doing heel shit to a heel or a baby face. It's the antics. I don't think that we need to have a defined baby face and heel in every single motherfucking feud. Sometimes it can just be two people that want the title. And they both, like, I think a heel versus heel match where they're both trying to sneakily cheat each other out of the match would be entertaining as fuck to watch. Both trying to pull shit behind the ref's back. Like, I think it'd be entertaining to watch. I'd enjoy the shit out of it. I don't think you need necessarily need a defined baby face and a defined heel. I think that two baby faces can face off and you can pick sides and two heels can face off and it's whichever one you hate the least. So like if it was Baron Corbin versus Drew McIntyre, they're both heels, but most people hate Drew less than Baron. So they're going to cheer for Drew. Like it is what it is. You can do that. I don't think it's a problem. I don't think they need to turn Charlotte face. I don't think they need to turn her face either because it's a bad idea to try, but I still think they're going to try. We will see. Um, did you see the Viking Raiders squash match? Did you see Cesaro versus The Miz? Negative. Dude, they cut everything. Uh, did you see the Firefly Funhouse? I did. I love this so much, Travis. It's It's so I great. I know. Every time I see it come on, I'm like, ah, Matt's smiling. <laughs> and here's the thing. As opposed to, like, his actual match, but I'm like, Matt just came in his pants. But anyway, go ahead. Here's the thing. I don't just love it because it's Bray Wyatt. Like, I wouldn't – like, if it sucked, if it wasn't oh, yeah, good – it's very well done. Uh, I, I wouldn't – I wouldn't be all over this. But we come in, and he addresses his Hell in the Cell challenge to the winner of the Seth versus Braun match. And then – uh, Devil Vince McMahon shows up and asks him what he thinks he's doing and threatens to uh, fire him. And then Bray pulls out a big wad of cash and says, hey, boss, look at what I'm doing. Look at this. And actually feeds Vince money. And then Vince goes away. And this commentary on Vince McMahon is fucking hilarious. I mean, it's true. I don't see how he gets away with it. Like, because it's good. There's the thing. I know it is. When you do stuff like that, it has <laughs> to be good. You can do shit like that, and if it was bad, then he wouldn't get away with it. But because it's good, and because he, you know, Vince has always been one who's been willing to, like, just, you know, put himself out there like that. <clears throat> He's let himself go through all kind of crazy shit in the name of success. So if, this, if he thinks that doing this will grant him success, he's all with it. Yeah, I could see that. I just... The shots he takes at Vince, I'm I'm surprised. It all comes down to this, sir. Exactly, and that's it what that's exactly what the promo was about. To the dollar. Um, a couple other things he got. He, he looked right make in the camera. Money, make dollars, it makes sense. He looked right in the camera and said, "See you in hell." I know they're fighting at Hell in a Cell, but I don't know if it's a Hell in a Cell match. But that makes me think it's going to be a Hell in a Cell match. Better be, because you know they have to have. One, two, three Hell in a Cell matches at Hell in a Cell. That's why that's the name of the pay-per-view. Fucking irritating, though, how they have a pay-per-view named after a certain type of match. I feel like every match on that pay-per-view has to be that type of match if you're going to name the pay-per-view after that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, he also said Seth and Braun took something from him a while ago, and I'm very curious as to what that was. The universal title? They didn't. He never had the universal title. That doesn't mean he doesn't believe it belongs to him. Braun never had it, so Braun could have taken it from him. Hmm. True. 
Um, so no, I'm curious. Phil pointed out that they weren't in the traditional Firefly Funhouse. Uh, I let Phil know. Listen, he goes just because it's blue walls doesn't mean it's Firefly Funhouse. I, hold on, I told I told Phil he's focusing on the wrong details. I, I stole a quote from you. I'm like, you're focusing on the wrong details here. I don't give a fuck if the Firefly Funhouse takes place in Mercy the Buzzard's motherfucking cardboard box. If they keep giving me the content they're giving me, they can hold it anywhere they fucking want and tell me it's the Funhouse and I'm good. Here's the thing. You're right about that. All that is it is just unnecessary anyway because it was Phil. Fuck him. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, his old Duck Dynasty beer face ass motherfucker. That was Monday Night Raw. Um, so we're going to get into not good enough for Hulu. We had Rudolph beat Hawkins and Ryder. Uh, Lacey beat Natalia and Michael wait, Cole. Wait. Anything interesting happen in, in, the, in that one? No. It's Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler versus Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. What do you expect to happen? I don't know. They're pushing Rudolph right now. I thought they might do something interesting. God forbid I expect actual quality. I'm sorry. Keep going. Out of a Ziggler, Rude, Hawkins, Ryder match, yeah, God forbid you expect quality. Fuck's wrong with you. It's why it got cut from Hulu. Uh, Lacey beat Natalia. Cole and Renee had like a shit fit because Lacey took her snot rag out and threw it in Natalia's face, causing a distraction, allowing her to hit her finisher. Um, Wait, what? You know, she's got the little handkerchief. Yeah. Yeah, she threw it in Natty's face, and it, it, like, distracted Natty, and then when Natty turned around, she got cracked with the finisher. Really? And Cole and Renee were like, oh, that's so low down. That's such a dirty tactic. How could she do that? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, dude, chill the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's dumb. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, Viking Raiders won another squash match because that's what we do with them. And Cesaro lost to The Miz after returning from a win over in NXT UK. I think we just need to send Cesaro to NXT UK permanently because why bring him in to lose to The Miz? Just send him over there and let him be successful. He can rule that shit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, not good enough for Hulu. Uh, Miz beats Cesaro, Viking Raiders squash match. Lacey beats Natalia, and Rudolph beats Hawkins and Ryder. Mm. I can see why these things got cut. Yeah, nothing, uh, nothing from the 24-7 title there. But we did on SmackDown. Bo Dallas won the 24-7 title from Drake Maverick. And then uh, Drake wins it back. And then Truth beats Drake and becomes, I think they said, like a 14-time. 14-time, sir. 14-time 24-7 champ. And here's the thing. I'm glad because I don't, I don't know why – but it only seems to work when truth is champion. That's the only truth time we really evolved. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like when Drake's champion. Yeah. We've got the whole, he's waiting to consummate his marriage bullshit and stuff like that. But like, we're not getting a lot of good content with Drake is champion. We didn't get anything with Elias, but when truth is involved, there's fun shit. Mm -hmm. Corey Graves is back, which means Carmela should be back. So we'll have that again. And that's always fun and entertaining. So yeah, I mean, I'm so here's the thing like I'm so happy that true found a place like because, oh, me too. because like there's it is criminal how squandered he was back before you know because you know there was a time when he had a chance to be something really big and they fucked it up but the fact that he still has a place now is so good to me and this makes me so happy I'm with you on that it's like when he like there was a time when he would come out and the whole building would be with him. He made like, I, I forgot who I was talking to about this. This was years ago though. This is before they did that thing where they tried to make him like bring out a new song and shit. Do you remember that shit? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Before that happened, when he would come out and he'd do the what's up thing and all that, like he made little white boys feel cool. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, that's how you do it. And if they had kept with that, he could have been champ. He, he could have been the man if they had kept that up. But then they're like, oh, we're going to do a different song. You're going to have them do, you know, we're sing the song along with you. We're going to put the lyrics up on the, don't do that. Just tell them to say what's up. That makes them feel cool. That's enough. 
But they fucked it up. And now he's still around, though, and he's found his spot. It's consistent, and it's quality, and it makes me happy. And I'm glad he found his spot, too. Uh, somebody who's still looking for his spot is Shel- Benjamin. Uh, Al- fucked up. Alistair Black is in the back, and he's like, if the mountain's not going to come to me, I'm going to come to the mountain. So he goes down to the ring to look for a fight. Shelton Benjamin answers that fight. I think Shelton got in a little over his head, didn't know what he was getting into, uh, caught a black mass, and got pinned. Look, look. Shelton Benjamin could take Alistair Black any day of the week and twice on Sunday, sir. All right? Couldn't last night. Cheated. Uh, where, when, how? The whole time, he was cheating. Really? Yup. Can you give me specifics? A dirty, rotten cheater. And it shouldn't be tolerated. Can you give me specifics? I shouldn't have to, sir. You watched the match. I did, and I saw a clean win. I saw. Of course, it. You, did. Of course you did. I saw Sheldon Benjamin get his motherfucking head kicked off his face. Of course you saw that. Yeah. Uh, or his face kicked off. man wants you to see. And you're just part of the problem. Mm, if Aleister Black keeps winning, I'll be part of that problem. I'm sure you will. Yep. I'm all about that shit. Uh, we also have Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross against Fire and Desire. And Fire and Desire picked the win up. Probably going to lead to them being the challengers against Alexa and Nikki at uh, Clash of Champions. Are Alexa and Nikki... You know, because we have to have a defined face and a defined heel. Are they the baby faces now? It seemed like they were going in that direction a while ago. So, I'm not sure, but it seemed like they want them to be baby faces now. It's weird, but, no. All right. Um, any thoughts on that match? That little finisher, that double-team finisher, the uh, leg sweep knee thing that we got from Mandy and Sonya at the end? No, I mean, we've seen that before. We gonna are we gonna get a lesbian angle here anytime soon? Maybe when they win the titles, they'll make out. I mean, I don't think so, but I'd watch that video. Yeah, uh, it'd be on Pornhub, and after you got done smacking a raw to that video on Pornhub, come listen to us smack it raw auto audio style. Hell yeah! Um, then we got. No, I'm going to save that for last because I know you're going to like that. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, for whatever reason, has a match against a jobber with Sami Zayn commentating on the mic during the match. Funny as shit, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no reason why this should make me so happy. But I was cracking up the whole time. Like, hey. Sami Zayn was so hyped for no reason. <laughs> well, you said it. R-Truth found his spot, and it looks like Sami Zayn found his spot. And it's not in a wrestling ring. Is at ringside with a microphone in his hand, being the biggest heel he could possibly be, pumping up Shinsuke Nakamura and the Kinshasa and doing his thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking good, dude. Like, <laughs> it's just like... I kept finding myself just laughing at Sammy the whole time. Yeah. Uh, I'm so torn. Like, I feel like I need to save the Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns thing as the last thing we should talk about. It should be. Uh, but I really want to talk about Randy Orton, Kofi Kingston last. Um... I can understand that. I'd say let's save Randy and Kofi. All right. So Daniel Bryan wants his apology. God damn it. He hates liars. He's been lied to by Rowan. He seems insincere as fuck about this, but he's damn determined to make Roman Reigns believe he had nothing to do with these attacks on Roman Reigns. And, uh, 
when Roman comes down and Daniel Bryan wants his by apology. The way, by the way, before you get into this, at the beginning of this show when I'm watching this, I started thinking to myself, like, yo, what if Daniel Bryan really didn't have shit to do with it? Like, as I'm watching this, I'm just like, what if he really didn't have anything to do with this shit? I mean, I'm sure he did, but what if? That could be fun, too. I never in a million years thought they'd actually do that. But I'm like, what if he really didn't make this happen? Go ahead. I'm sorry. It was just like, it was so weird to me when it's all played. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, spoiler alert there from uh, Travis as I get into this. Daniel Bryan had nothing to do with that. Rowan showed up. Rowan fucked up Roman Reigns. Daniel Bryan, like, scattered out of the ring. and We saw Ro Rowan come from the other side where all the lights and stuff, where the other cases and stuff got knocked down. We didn't see who was on the other side that knocked the little the scaffold rig down. There's a second man. Possibly. No, there's not possibly. There's a second man, all right? There's another government on the grassy knoll, all right? And it could be Luke Harper who they haven't used. That's what I was thinking, sir. That's uh, exactly what I was thinking. But hold on. Let's not. Almost like you're in my head. Uh, among other places. Let's not get into that. Giggity. Let's talk about what happened. So Rowan. If I want to get into Rowan, Eric All Rowan. All up Kills in. Roman Reigns. He cuts a promo on Roman, which is entertaining as shit. Surprisingly. Because he doesn't ever talk. I forget that when he does talk, he can talk. Yeah. He's not bad. Eric Rowan can talk on the mic. They just never let him do it. Daniel Bryan is kind of watching this in disbelief. And then as Rowan goes to put yeah, him through first a table. When, he, like, when Rowan knocked him aside, I'm like, was that enough to knock him out? Or where am I supposed to believe he was knocked out? But they went back to him like, oh, he's just looking like, what the fuck? <laughs> Well, here's my favorite thing. I bitched about it last week on the podcast, and they rectified it. Rowan is in the ring on the mic, and he's like, last week, Daniel, you slapped me repeatedly in the face. Why don't you come in here and show me what kind of man you are and slap me again? Why don't you do it now? Because I'm nobody's bitch. And Daniel did not get up or go in the ring. He waited until they Wait, were out. You? <laughs> got to be a man, Travis. Even if you didn't get that ass whooped, you got to be a man. Um, get look at that. See, see, this is why whenever we, you know, create our respective characters as far as, you know, 2K or, you know, SmackDown back in the day, I was always the heel and you were always the face because you're the one that's like, oh, I got to stand up and fight. And I'm like, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I ain't going to get punked out. Fuck that shit. I um, don't get in the fights I can't win. All right. It's just not. You don't know you don't know you can't win it until you get into it, Travis. Here's the thing. Yeah, I do. There are certain fights I know I can't win. If I put on boxing gloves and get in the ring with Mike Tyson back in 1995, I know I won't win that fight. So guess what? Travis won't do it. Uh, you can always win, Travis. You just got to no, no. strategize properly. Get into a boxing ring with Mike Tyson back in 1995 with boxing rules, you lose. That's fact. You step into the octagon with Brock Lesnar, you lose. That is fact. Nope, I kick him right in the dick. And you lose for kicking him in the dick. Oh, that's your definition of losing in the UFC. I walk away without getting beat up by Brock Lesnar. To me, that's a motherfucking win. No, you lost. We're that, talking a lost fight. that match. No, not a match. We're talking a fight. I won that fight. I may have lost the match. I may have lost. If you're doing a straight-up fight, that means he can also kick you in the dick, sir. He can, but he ain't going to because he ain't going to think he needs to. He's going to look at me and be like, I don't, need to go, I don't need to go low on this guy. And I'll be like, I'm going low. I don't give a Better fuck. Better hope he doesn't fight through it. Yeah. Um, anyway, Rowan drags Roman over to the announce tables, and then Daniel Bryan decides he found his – Daniel Bryan decides he found his balls and is going to stand up to Rowan and gets put through the announce table. Yeah, yeah. Trump. Bad move. Bad move. I'd have been like, you know what? You're right. I will never slap you again, sir. And I go and find myself another lackey. <laughs> Instead, he went up and slapped him in the face and got put through an announce yep, table. Yep. And that's what happens when you fuck with people way bigger than you. 
I, I as pissed as I was about where this angle was going, they've they've kind of rectified it. They've they've righted the ship. We're going in a good direction, and we're going to get Roman versus Almost Rowan. Almost like somebody two weeks ago told you to be patient and let it play out. No, 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 no. Almost like somebody told you it would be okay, and you no. refused to listen. Fuck you. They no, fixed you it. Not, not for free. I've done it before. They fixed it, but it doesn't change the fact that two weeks ago, they fucked it up. And last they week, they didn't make it any better. No, they didn't. No, what, they didn't. What they, did that Eric Rowan lookalike have to do with the story? Why was that a thing? Why did they drew it out for another week? No. That is not a good enough reason to have that shit and then just drop it. They didn't drop it. It didn't matter. Oh, you if they did drop You knew that lookalike wasn't the one that did it, didn't you? No, I didn't. You know why? Yes, because you did. when they showed the video footage, it looked exactly like the fucking no, lookalike. That guy wasn't tall enough. You don't know that. You didn't see him stand up. You saw him yeah, sitting we in the chair. We saw them walk him all the way back to the back. We saw how tall he was. That wasn't him. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I almost forgot something. Uh, speaking of not tall enough, Chad Gable, who is my height, uh, is being shamed for his height. Uh, he's 5'8". Uh, he's shamed five, constantly. Nine and a half. Thank you Nate, very congratulations. much. Congratulations. Uh, being shamed for how tall he is, which I think is stupid because there are plenty of short – like, I don't get that. But anyway, he ends up beating well, Andrade. Height, well, I think Xavier was an inch taller, but – He's not, like, all that small. Exactly. But they're making a big deal about it for whatever reason. So he ends up beating Andrade. But Elias. Rosalina Vega is a little fun size ass. It's just, you know. Yeah, she talked about how she's short and Chad's short and she gets it, but Andrade's still going to win. Yeah. I'm and he didn't. I need to, like. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Elias beats Ali in the other King of the Ring final or uh, semifinal over on SmackDown. I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. I did. Um, did you really? Mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense if they're going to push Chad Gable. Well, it wasn't even the Chad Gable thing. It was mostly just because I felt like they tried to do those, you know, promos and shit with Ali. And the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, I don't think they really hit. And so it's just when it comes to this whole tournament, they'd be better served with Elias moving forward than they would with Ali. So it just makes sense that Elias would move forward. Because the King of the Ring tournament is the first time when God knows how long he's actually won matches. So that makes sense. You know? Yeah, there's that. But there's also, I mean, what do you really do with Ali? Use him to lose to lose Corbin to- or whoever exactly. in the finals. He's going to lose anyway. So why not just use Chad for that? I feel like Chad versus Ali is going to be a better match than Chad versus Elias, and I don't need to see every SmackDown match Chad Gable's in be a lucky roll-up win. But here's the thing. you got to understand, this is Vince we're talking about. He's a technically sound motherfucking wrestler. He's Once again, you're ignoring that we're talking about Vince, who's running this. I'm trying really hard to. Look at I'm Elias, really hard to. and you look at Ali, who does Vince like? Yeah, no, I'm trying to ignore that. Yeah, you can't, you can't, because guess what? Vince still runs this shit. And the best example of Vince still running this shit took place when Randy Orton and the Revival taught Kofi another very valuable lesson and how stupid he is. Some bullshit. Where the fuck was Big E? Not there. I need to DM him and be like, yo, what the fuck is your problem? He just left your boy hanging like that. You know who else wasn't there? Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods was at Dragon Con. He was busy. Yeah, dressed up as the Iconics. Oh, that was so fucking great, though. <laughs> so so let me get this straight. You'll give Xavier Woods a pass for going to a convention to dress up like Billy Kay and not be there for his boy, knowing that he's going to get a three-on-one beatdown, but not Big E? Have you ever – well, see, here's the thing. Have you, You've been to these conventions before. You know how great they are. I, I have. So there's that's that's one. So he had up, you know, not obligations, but you know, that's his thing. That's what he does. Yeah, but if you needed me, I would forego that to let have you back. Finish. Let me finish. Cause I've talked about this before, as far as you know, the heels versus babyface thing. When babyfaces do stupid shit. Why did you go out there? 
Well, I don't know if you remember this, but it looked like he was getting beaten up on his way out there. Why did he go out there? He could have stayed in the locker room. Maybe they grabbed him from the locker room and no, beat him no, out. That's the not room. what happened. Because if they grabbed him and dragged him out there, his music wouldn't have hit. So he went out there voluntarily. So when you do stupid shit, stupid shit happens to you. So, I blame mostly most of that on Kofi, but also once that happens, Big E is supposed to have his back because he should have been there. Kofi so Xavier was busy, but Big E should have been there. So what you're saying is Randy Orton's right and Kofi's stupid. No. He did something stupid, but he's not stupid. Okay, but when Randy Orton is calling him stupid for coming out, he's right. That's not what he said. He said that Kofi is stupid. He no. said the power of positivity is stupid. He I'm not talking about in the promo. That doesn't make a person stupid. No, no, I'm not talking about in the promo. I'm talking about as they're whooping his ass, and he's just stupid, stupid, stupid. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a general commentary on the man that he's been saying for the longest time. That's different. Calling somebody stupid in general is different from somebody doing one stupid thing. But is it one stupid thing? It is. Was in, this it no, in this what, particular situation, what he did was stupid. Wasn't it stupid last week, too, when he got beat up? No, because he should Big E and Xavier should have had his back last week. Well, Xavier Woods had a shattered leg last week. Yeah, whatever. Wow. He should have went out there with his crutch and beat his ass. Like, that's different. And we don't know where Big E was, but. Yeah, that's that's my point. Like he should have had some backup last week. That's different. So the question is, where the fuck's Big E at? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Where is Big E's big ass at? Well, he did get taken out last week, so maybe he's hurt. No, no, he got fucked up last week. So did Kofi, and he was there. Well, he's the champ. So is Big E. No, he's the tag team champ, and you know how they treat tag teams. He ain't got nothing to prove he's proved it all kofi's got some shit to prove and when a man's got some shit to prove a man does some stupid and shit that's how people get their ass whooped exactly <laughs> full circle sit your ass down See, all right travis this is why i'm always the heel because baby faces do stupid shit <laughs> who's going over this week oh randy orton i was gonna say rowan well yeah that too that's or bailey Maybe Bailey. Yeah, I take that back. Bailey's going over. Who's jobbing out? She gave me the most interesting thing that happened this week. Who's jobbing out? Um, that fucking ref, John Cone. Yeah, that motherfucker. For making a triple threat match. Yeah, what the fuck, match. dude? Like, just restart the match. I I gotta go with Kofi. Well, that's because you're racist. But anyway, it's not because I'm racist. It's because this is the second week in a row he's got his ass whooped by Randy Orton, and his best friend, one of his best friends, Big E, did not have his back. That that sounds a lot like jobbing out to me. You keep getting your ass beaten, called stupid, and you keep coming back and getting your ass beaten, called stupid. And the people that are supposed to be there for you are too busy dressing up as the iconics at Dragon Con, or just. God he did more than one cosplay at Dragon Con, by the way. I need you to give him that's the only one I saw. Go to his Instagram. He did more than one. I don't do Instagram. Every, I told you I don't do that. Doesn't mean you don't you don't have to do Instagram to go to Instagram. All right. I'm sure he did more than one. I'm just saying it he seemed does. like every convention he goes to, he does multiple cosplays. It was at the time that's the one he was doing. Like while Kofi was out there, he was dressed as Billy Kay. I really because I'm going to be there dressed as Leroy Smith. <coughs> Who? Leroy Smith from Tekken. I'll send you a picture. Okay. Uh, the only, I only know people from like Tekken one and two. So yeah, we're on seven. So yeah, I don't keep up with that shit. Um, oh yeah. Batista is going to be a playable character in Gears of War five. Mm. Also, you missed something. Oh yeah. Certain someone is going to be on SmackDown next week. The Undertaker. Yeah. And Stone Cold's going to be on Raw moderating uh, the, the contract signing. Yeah, who gives a shit? Undertaker's going to be back next week. Okay. I'm just saying you didn't say it, so I'm just putting it out there. I, I, I don't know what they're going to do with him, and I feel like they're doing it just because it's Madison Square Garden, so I don't have – like, it'll be cool. I love his entrance, but, like, I don't think it has any significance, so – 
his presence is significant, sir. I need you to show more respect to the. I can't believe I'm telling you to show the Undertaker more respect. And I will next week when we talk about it, but I'm not going to hype something that doesn't have any storyline relevance. Fucking dead man. It's the phenom, sir. He doesn't need the hype. He doesn't need it, but he deserves it. We're going to back up since we're talking about The Undertaker and do our last segment. Uh, Set you up for that. I'm I appreciate so that. Uh, we watched for our bad match this week, WrestleMania Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez. Now, this is the only match that The Undertaker did not win by pinfall or submission at WrestleMania as part of the streak. Um, oh, man. I don't even know, like, so <laughs> Giant Gonzalez comes out with that bodysuit, right? And like we, people talk Bruh. about that bodysuit. Why? But did you notice, like, how close that bodysuit is supposed to be him naked, right? Is that what they were going for? Well, it, when they showed the back, like, you could see butt crack and everything. But then when they got I to the front, you, but like, do, just they giant, supposed, do they expect you to believe that's him naked or they're just like, I'm more concerned with why they covered his privates with a giant bush of hair and there's, like, no drawn-in penis or anything. Yeah, if I was him and I had to wear the bodysuit, I want a giant, you know, bodysuit dick, too. Exactly, because now it looks like I have a really small penis that's hidden inside this hair exactly. around my crotch. Like, I'm eight foot tall and I got a two-inch dick. Like, this he's is not cool. Seven foot seven. I'm seven foot seven. I got a two-inch dick. This is not I mean, cool. They say he's eight feet tall, but he's actually seven foot. I just I that I, I the, this is the first time I've noticed that like for some reason zero coordination by the way oh no he's terrible terrible um just terrible also Barkley. do you know what the rules for this match were like were there rules because I mean it sound I mean I think it was supposed to be just a regular match but you know like right in the beginning of the match he hit a low blow on the Undertaker like yeah, right in front yeah, of the ref the ref saw did it and ref did zero. Did nothing about it. Just let it happen. Saw it. Looked right at it. <laughs> My favorite thing about this whole match, like the only highlight really, uh, other than Undertaker winning, is when they're talking about how big Giant Gonzalez is and they're talking about all the things he can palm. And Macho Man goes, he could palm the ring. Yeah. No, 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 no. We're going to talk about Bobby Heenan. Talking about he have when he laid down, he'd have one like his his feet would be at what did he say? Shit. You're supposed to write the shit down, Travis. I know, I know, because I love the shit that Bobby Heenan says. Like, fuck, what did he say? He said his feet would be somewhere, but his head would be at the Hoover Dam. Like it's yeah. like, like, dude, he's only eight feet tall, according to you. The distance between wherever you just talked about in the Hoover Dam isn't eight feet. Like, it's just, like I love Bobby Heenan like so much. He was a great manager, but like on commentary, Bobby Heenan is like my favorite shit. <laughs> it's just to the point where like little preview, you might or might not get, you know, me just talking about shit that Bobby Heenan says sometime in the near or not so near future. No, you won't. <laughs> um Gonzalez is dominating this entire match. And the whole match, bro. The whole match. Undertaker and got a couple of throw thrusts in. But that's I've it. never seen the Undertaker dominate like this, which is disappointing. But, like, here's the thing. He tried to make him look like he sold his ass off. He tried to make Gonzalez look good. No matter what he did, he just he could not make this guy look good. So then, for whatever reason, because apparently all of this domination wasn't working, I don't even know if Giant Gonzalez had a finisher or not, but I don't think he hit it. Uh, he gets a rag with chloroform. Chloroform. And, you know, for some reason, Randy Savage doesn't know what chloroform is. So he just, like, he's got the rag with the, with the, he's smelling it. It's got the, the chlor, what's it called? The chlor Yeah. Uh, here's my thing. Uh, the only time I am familiar with people using chloroform is when I see it on TV. And that is generally to rape and or murder someone. Or 
or on 101 Dalmatians when Corella DeVille was talking about skinning puppies. Yeah, terrible things. Um, judged from the way he came yeah. down to the Disney ring. Disney movie people, Disney movies used chloroform. Judging from the way he came down to the ring in that bodysuit, my only assumption is Giant Gonzalez was trying to incapacitate The Undertaker so he could rape him. He wants he that. He tried to force that match. Ladies and gentlemen, was Gonzalez forcing himself on the Undertaker and Undertaker resisting to the point to where Gonzalez had to knock him out to have his way with him? Get that dead booty. The ref, for whatever reason, again, doesn't call a DQ as he is chloroforming his opponent. He is counting to break the hold <laughs> with a fucking chloroform rag. And I'm like, how is this not not like what? <laughs> what kind of logic in the world where why what hold is this is this a legal hold that he needs to break is, like is using wait is using chloroform the equivalent of a choke if so we have precedent for this and therefore in the future someone should use chloroform and they get five seconds i don't know why <laughs> mcfoley just didn't dip sako in chloroform and win every match bruh every time Every time. Every time. Every time. <laughs> I just, I'm like, why are you counting? Like, this is clearly a disqualification. If that little blow was not a disqualification. Here's the thing. I, I haven't seen this match since it first happened. Yeah. Like, when he grabbed the rag, I'm like, is he going to light it on fire? That's what happened in my head. Like, in my head, I'm like, he's going to light it on fire. Oh, no, I vaguely, I vividly remember that. I didn't remember that. But then he did the chloroform thing. I'm like, really? Yeah. That's what you did? Like, I remembered it being a disqualification and all that. But like the rag just made me think, like, yo, he's gonna do the fireball thing, but he didn't. No. So, uh, yeah, basically, he is trying to rape the Undertaker, and the ref's just gonna let this shit happen until finally ref he's wants to watch and calls for the DQ. Um, Undertaker comes back out, and he's like, "Listen, you didn't rape me, and I'm not gonna stand for this." And then Giant Gonzalez sells some of the worst. It's the worst clothesline selling I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Like, I get, like, you're a tall guy, so when you get clotheslined, you're supposed to act like you're falling over an edge, but, like, it was terrible. Even the one when Undertaker that big jumping clothesline, he took it horribly. Just bad. That's the one when he's supposed to, like, really go down, he went down horribly. Oh, yeah. He, like, went down like a kid who tripped over a rock. Not even that. Like, it was worse. Like, he, like, tripped and then stood there and then fell. <laughs> but here's the thing. This was before the streak was really a thing. Yeah. yeah. And there are a lot of, I'm not going to say bad matches, but not high-quality matches. Like, Undertaker's streak does not consist of him beating a bunch of great wrestlers at WrestleMania. Still to this day, his best one which I still consider the best match that has ever happened in history was that first one with him and Shawn Michaels. I'll agree with that. Like, I will argue to the death that that match was the best match I've ever seen in my life. And I'm sure Phil could try and show you some other shit and you tell him to go fuck himself. And I'll tell him to eat a dick. Yeah, you're exactly right. That was one when I lived in, when I was living in Tallahassee. Remember how, you know, because WrestleMania always happened around your birthday, you used to have a little get-together for WrestleMania every year. Always. I continue that tradition in Tallahassee with my frat brothers. And, you know, all of us watching that match with him and Shawn Michaels, like, losing our shit during that match because it was so fucking good. Like, you know how people, we talk about people kicking out of finishers and how it's just, like, stupid and how, like, they just devalue finishers and all that, especially Dolph Ziggler and his zigzag. But this is one where, like, finishers happened and you thought that this was going to be the end of it with that finisher and they found a way to sell it to where you thought shit was going to end and it didn't. But it was The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, so, like, who else can you really, like, do that with <laughs> you know but we're talking about the giant gonzalez and undertaker right now and that match is horrible 
Yeah, no, we were done with that. Like, I, I got in that Jan Gonzalez tried to rape the Undertaker, and the Undertaker did his best to fight it off. El and then, Gigante. And then, then he tried to chloroform him and rape him, and the ref was just gonna let that shit happen. And that's really, that's really all I wanted to get across. Did anything happen with them after that? Like, I don't think Jan Gonzalez stayed around much longer after that. I mean, I'm sure he didn't, but like, did anything like happen between the two of them after that WrestleMania shit? I don't remember. Me neither. <laughs> So, if you guys know what happened with Why Jack Gonzalez so and Undertaker, tall. Why are people allowed to be seven foot seven? You have to ask the people that the person that makes people. He's not a person. Well, you you gotta ask him, her, it, they. I say, are you, are you so sure it's to him? Us. God has a gender. Does he have a pronoun? We're not gonna get into oh. this. Nope. Uh, not gonna do this. Somebody's ringing my doorbell right now, so end it real quick. I'm gonna go answer the door. Yeah, you do that. For Sir Cussalot, Travis Pointer, I'm the Warden Matt Ritter. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram at Sir Cussalot. That is at S I R underscore C U S C L O T T. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Ritter. That is at M A T T R I D D E R. You guys can find all of us. Uh, and these videos and our content at facebook.com slash group slash Mac and raw or facebook.com slash creation magazine fun group over there at Mac and raw. So go check it out. Come join in the conversations and the fun and the polls and the bullshit. And, uh, you got anything to add before I close out, close out? No, I wasn't ready for that. The food got here faster than I thought it would. Well, we are Mac and raw and we are that damn good. Peace.